0: We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. We don't
1: care how you got here.
0: We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
1: Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids Channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions.
2: Thank you and welcome to the program. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney.
3: And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopeton. And
2: you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we will be talking with a very special guest, Grayson Russell, from the new film Space Warriors. Plus, we will be talking about the new film Star Trek, Fast and Furious, and Epic. So, to start off the show, we have with us a very special guest. We have Grayson Russell. You guys probably all know him as Fregley from Diary of a Wimpy Kid. But we are here to talk to him about his new role, Russell Rusty Riggs, in the new film Space Warriors. So, how are you doing today, Grayson?
4: I am doing very well, very well.
2: Awesome. Thank you for being on the show with us. We love talking to special people like you.
4: Well, thank you guys for giving me the opportunity.
2: So you play Russell Rusty Riggs on the Space Warriors uh, film, which is airing on the Hallmark Channel on May 31st. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Space Warriors and the premise of the film?
4: Well, Space Warriors is really just about a group of teens who go to space camp to compete with a uh, or to compete against a team called the Titans to be the first kids in space? But uh, when they were informed that there's a crisis on the space station, they hatch a plan that might save it.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like such a fantastic film. I personally can't wait to see it when it comes out on the thirty first, which is coming up very soon. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about your character, Russell Rusty Riggs?
4: Well, Rusty is one of the teens who gets picked to go uh, to go compete at space camp, and he is very cocky and very selfish at first. But uh, that's one of the big things he really has to overcome to uh, help out his team through his skills and his skills are mechanics.
2: Mm -hmm. And do you think you related to your character in any way?
4: Uh, Well, first of all, we're both from Alabama. This was the first film that I've ever filmed in my home state. And uh, we both have an interest in space camp at the U.S. Space and Rocket Center.
2: Mm-hmm. So since you were filming, you know, in your home state and pretty close to, you know, where you live, what was that like? Was it fun being close to home or was it, you know, not as exciting since you weren't getting to go to
4: different places? Well, uh, when we do the when well when we did the diary of Wimpy Kid movies, all of those were in Vancouver, Canada, uh Vancouver, mm-hmm. Columbia. So that was so that was a, just a little ways away from uh from Alabama.
2: Mm hmm. So you have been in various films such as Telegate and Knights, and you also played Fragley in the popular Diary of a Wimpy Kid series. So what was it like playing the role of Rusty Riggs compared to the previous roles you played?
4: Well, like you said, I was I was Fragley in Diary of a Wimpy Kid and I've been Fragley for the past three years going into the Frigley voice and, and doing all kinds of stuff from him. So it's almost second nature. Uh, Mm -hmm. but it's really good for me to kind of play Rusty because it gave me a chance, you know, it it expand my, my range as an actor and, and to really get to do something different.
2: Well, absolutely. I mean, I'm a big fan of the diary of a Wimpy Kid series and the books and everything. And, um, and I got a chance to talk with Zachary Gordon about a year ago. Um, and you sound, like, completely different, so I think it's awesome that, like, you're able to channel your inner Fregli to do the, um, to do the film. So good job with that. That's awesome. Um, so how was it working with the cast and crew of Space Warriors, and did you get close to any of the actors since you were, you know, with a bunch of other teens?
4: Oh, absolutely. Um, especially on set, you know, that was, you're, you're always going to be interacting with the other actors. But really off set, you know, with, Especially if we weren't working, we would be uh, swimming at the swimming pool they had in the, uh, in the hotel or, or going out to eat or visiting the uh, U.S. Space Rocket Center and just kind of exploring. It was a phenomenal place.
2: Mm-hmm. And what was it like filming at the Rocket Center?
4: Well, like I said, it was a phenomenal uh, place. It, it's really cool because uh, they have something every year called the Moon Buggy Race. And they bring in, well, basically they make their own moon buggies and obviously they race them. It's a moon buggy race, but it's from countries all over the world. So we passed people, you know, on the bus going to the uh, space station, like one was from Team India and one was from Team Russia. And they uh, assemble them there that morning and then they race them all day.
2: Oh, wow. That's so awesome. That sounds like such a cool thing to experience. And it's awesome that you got to, you know, film at an actual place instead of just doing a big set so i think that's definitely uh more authentic which i think is cool uh so what was your favorite behind the scene memory from space warriors
4: well what a lot of people don't know is or, or maybe they do but astronauts when they train they train underwater because that's the closest to i, I guess zero gravity as you can get on earth Well, when we did Space Warriors, or just before we really started filming, we went through kind of a a small-scale version of the astronaut training, and one of the big things we got to do was scuba dive, and I have always wanted to scuba dive, and uh, we went – they have, like I believe, like a two-story deep swimming pool, and you can – they have little basketball hoops uh, underwater, and they have bowling balls, and you actually get to dunk the bowling balls – in the basketball hoops and they have this this really big ball that's like 200 pounds and you can spin it on your fingers and it was that was probably my most favorite thing I got to do.
2: Wow that sounds so incredible. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host Raven
3: Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopi-Tom.
2: And today we are talking with our special guest, Grayson Russell, from the new film Space Warriors. Plus, we will be reviewing the films Star Trek, Fast and Furious, and Epic. So right now we are talking with Grayson, um, who plays Russell Rusty Riggs on the new film Space Warriors, which is airing on the Hallmark Channel on May 31st, so you guys should definitely check it out. And he was just telling me all about some of his favorite memories, which includes doing underwater basketball um, at the Rocket Center, which sounds so incredible. Um, so, I mean, wow, that sounds like such an awesome experience. Do you think you had any other, you know, fun experiences behind scenes? Were there any pranks that were being pulled? Because I know that's definitely something that happens when you get a bunch of teens together.
4: Most definitely. Uh, uh, one of the things, I don't think we particularly did it on this set, but uh, on the set of Space Warriors, but one of the cool things to do to the crew is uh, normally people have uh, clothespins on them. For random uses, you know, in in the office, uh, surprisingly they would have clothespins. Yeah, and, and we would find a big pack of clothespins, and and you would run around and you will clip them to the bottom of someone's shirt or their pants as many of them as you could get on there without them noticing, and they will walk around with clothespins stuck to them the whole day or or however long they <laughs> they decide to uh, to wear whatever they have on. But uh, one of the things we did on that set was uh we uh, we did something that's called nosing. And you would actually walk up behind someone, and if they don't, if they're not expecting anything, you can stick your nose to them and they will not feel a thing, which was kind of an unsung accomplishment. And, <laughs> and we also uh, played Marco Polo in the pool. And what would happen That's was so fun. Yeah, what would happen was we would have about six or seven people playing. And it would basically be when you got tagged, you also became blind, I guess you could say. So everyone ended up being blind except one person, and you would automatically just yell wall. And they would, <laughs> they would be walking in a line kind of just trying to, uh, I don't want to say divide and conquer because they were in a line, but just trying to maximize their Marco Polo efficiency. And uh, you would just yell wall, and everyone would stop. Hands would go in the air. They would <laughs> <they'd> be <laughs> around around, uh, saying they are about walking the wall, and they would be in the middle of the pool. But uh, that, was, that was one of the fun things we would do.
2: That sounds so fun. That just sounds like a giant fun camp where you get to like go have fun and then go work but you know if you're working and doing something that you love it's not really like work so that's awesome um so how do you think you balance you know school with your acting career
4: uh well every set that uh, that has I guess you'd call me minor see I'm getting I'm getting technical now I'm a minor but uh every set that that let's just say have have uh kids going to school in it are required to have a teacher there's required to or it's required to have a tutor on set Mm-hmm. And basically, my school system, I go to public school, by the way, and uh, my school system has been really, 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 really great about uh, sending my work up there. And I, and I would do it one-on-one with the tutor. And it's always fun because I end up coming back about a week ahead or so of my normal classmates because I get to, well, it's, it's one-on-one, so I get stuff accomplished a whole lot uh, quicker. And also, you're required to have like three hours of school a day. Mm-hmm. days that you can get more you get a maximum of like five and those extra two hours go into like this bank you have a bank you can get like at most like 10 hours so that one day if you're working you can do your school but another day if you can't go to school because you're working so much you can use the hours that's in that bank and if you don't get those hours in the bank you do homework and school on weekends which mm-hmm. yeah is just awesome
2: yeah it's awesome, awesome being able to balance you know your average teen life and then also being able to have this amazing like life and career that you love. And so I think that's really awesome that you've been able to balance it so well. So what has been your favorite scene uh, to film in this movie?
4: Well, first of all, I got to do a lot of stunt work on this film. I got to do a lot of stunts, which was really cool. But uh, mm. like scuba diving. Uh, If you would consider that a stunt, but I got to do a lot of harness work, so I would be strapped in a harness, hanging from the ceiling, you know, suspended on a on a long wire or rope or whatever you want to call it. And of course, you can swing around and act like you're flying and be sore by the end of the day. But uh, Mm -hmm. that was one of the big things we got to do. We were actually uh, working on the scene where we're trying to kind of uh, do or or trying to accomplish the plan that we figured out that could possibly save the International Space Station. And so. Mm -hmm up in harnesses trying to uh, remotely do everything which was one of definitely my favorite scenes to film
2: that sounds super fun well Grayson unfortunately we are out of time for today but it has been so fun to talk to you and thank you so much for telling us all about your new film Space Warriors so guys be sure to check it out because it is airing on the Hallmark Channel on May 31st Grayson again thank you so much for being with us it's been a pleasure
4: Thank you very much. And, uh, guys, if you want to keep in touch, just follow me on uh, Twitter at Grace and C. Russell or uh, like my fan page on Facebook, uh, Grace and Russell fan page. But uh, thank you, guys. Thank you for giving me the opportunity.
2: Awesome. Thank you, Russell. Let's take a break. I'm your co-host,
3: Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopiton.
2: And you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network.
1: Just because you're a kid doesn't mean you don't have an important voice to be heard. You are our future, and you need a forum to be heard. Tune in to American Pulse on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll talk to the student leaders of America and find out what they're doing to make a difference today. You'll be inspired to start working now for a brighter future later. American Pulse is heard live every Monday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. It's time to lead by example. Example. We're on the cutting edge of social media Can you keep up? Kids
0: safe, mother approved You're listening
1: to Voice America Kids Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week?
0: You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring.
1: What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up.
3: And you are listening to Voice America Kids. And today we are interviewing Grayson Russell for the film Space Warriors that he was in. Reviewing the film Star Trek. And Fast and Furious 6 and Epic. So right now we are speaking with Adam about the film Epic. Thank you for joining us today, Adam. So how are you? Good. How are you? I am very well, thank you for asking. So I have seen this film, and it is such an amazing film. So what is the plot line in this?
5: I think it's that good always beats bad.
3: What about the storyline?
5: The story is of um, this girl named Amanda, Sim- Amanda and she likes to just be called MK played by um, like Amanda um, Friday, I think mm-hmm. and she thinks her dad is crazy cause he's talking about these little tiny creatures that live in the forest Mm -hmm. in Professor Bunga. And, um, yeah. And then what happens is she magically gets sent to that world and becomes a tiny person. Probably like the size of a small little ranch. (laughs) Then she has to fight against these bad, evil things. And the queen picks A pond that's gonna make the new queen. And then they, and then the queen dies. And this girl, who was like a flower person, and with her mom, she said, Mom, can I be queen? And then she said, Well, there's a, you have to be a special thing. And in the end, she winds up being the queen of the forest.
3: I that is like spot-on with what the film was I absolutely a- adored this film with all the visuals what made this film so great for you
5: it's appropriate for my age but it was a little scary but nothing really that bad cuz I'm only seven
3: what really but stood out to you
5: what stood out and me and my dad, because we were watching it, mentioned it. This he mentioned it to me after the film, but I heard it. We are there. Are there are many leaves on one tree, but it's like there are many people. We're all together, like we're all one nation on one planet, but it's just in the forest version. Oh
3: yeah, because it's it's like a forest version of what life is. So what did you think? I mean, I have a favorite scene, obviously, but we are interviewing you today. So what is your favorite scene?
5: When she gets the bats, who are bl- the bad bats who are blocking the mood. So the girl who wants to be the queen, the flower girl, can't become it because of that, because they're bats. So- she gets her dad's um iPod that gets a scary noise that gets the bats going the wrong way so they don't block the sun. I mean, the moon.
3: Yeah. I, I mean, I really like that scene, but, you know, just because you said your favorite scene, i want to say my favorite scene. So my favorite scene was when, like, in the very beginning, when Beyoncé, well, the queen played by Beyonce was like talking with her childhood friend because they grew up together. So it's like, yeah, and she's trying to relax and she's trying to make him happy. That's one of my favorite scenes. So it's just how she is like relaxing and stuff like that when she's calm and not stressed about the forest.
5: That's also one of my favorite scenes. That's (laughs) my beginning favorite scene.
3: See, we're so much alike. So the 3D animation in this film was beyond real. What did you think about it?
5: I loved it. But back in the older days, they didn't have 3D, so they wouldn't get to see it that cool. But the 3D was actually amazing. I mm. saw it perfectly. It looked close. The animation was great. Like how they made the flower girl thing, that was funny. How they, and what was even funny. Do you know mushrooms? They made the mushrooms like the mushrooms had a little hat, the top, and their face was like under it.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's because I really like how they made parts of the forest, like the characters in this film. So it's like the forest is the f- the forest is the film. So you are listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host Brianna Hope Beaton,
2: and I'm your co-host Raven Devaney.
3: And you are listening to Voice America Kids. And today we are interviewing Grayson Russell for his film Space Warriors, reviewing the film Star Trek, Fast and Furious 6, and Epic. So right now, let's continue speaking with Adam about Epic. And we were just talking about how the 3D animation was very good and how they related the forest with the characters by putting mushroom hats on people and the flowers with flower heads. So that was really cool. Um... Who is your favorite character?
5: MK, played by Amanda Seafried. And why is that? Because she's very adventurous. She is funny. She's a character who is kind of a little selfish. And she thought, oh, my dad's crazy. There aren't these things. But then she realizes there are these, and she helps the good beat the bad.
3: Yeah, because she's my favorite character, too. So, again, we have so much in common. Because I like her because she is selfish at times, and she is strong, and she is very brave, and she helps her father. But she's a normal teenage girl, and that's a lot for a teenage girl. So, I mean, with losing your mom like that, and she's so brave about it. So, that's why I like her. Do you think you can relate with anyone in this film?
5: Probably Amanda. Steve Fried who plays <laughs> K. Again, yeah. I'm very adventurous, I'm not that selfish now. Yeah.
3: I mean, because we can't really... We can't really relate to her situation, but we can relate to her, like, characteristics, so that's cool. Yeah. How is the soundtrack or music in this film?
5: It's great. Though I haven't heard of it before. I don't even know what it's called, but <laughs> it was great. I love random music, but I don't even know what it's called. <laughs> it's like, oh, random
3: music. Yeah. So do you think it flowed with the film?
5: Yes, it had to, to if it was in it. It can't yeah. be like rap music. That would be the first part. Like this music. If it was a pirate movie, pirate music. If it was this movie, this mu- music. <laughs> not pirate music.
3: Yeah, it's like in the middle of a like a sad scene and then it just starts rapping. It's like, what? I would just crack me up. (laughs) How many stars do you give this film?
5: 450. (laughs) And why is that? Because it was perfect. And when I read it, it said when the creators were going to an art museum and they saw these 100 year old Boros paintings, Mm -hmm. it gave them this idea. And then, but it also said based on the book. But I don't believe it. I just, I think it was, the pictures were on a picture book. But they saw it at a museum. Oh, I get what you're saying.
3: So the costumes, well, the wardrobe slash costumes in this film, I mean, they're obviously animated. And I like that about films when they get to explore anything they can with the costumes and wardrobe. So how did you think the wardrobe for this film was?
5: It was good, but it's, but I like it a lot, kind of, I think I like it a little better when it's with real people, because, like, they would be wearing mushroom hats and flower things that fly off their heads. (laughs) hmm
3: Yeah, because, I mean, they had the hats and the clothes, and I think the Leafmen in this film had, had great, like, uniforms. I think it really went in sync with the forest and how they did so many things to sink it in, so I thought that was really cool. What age range do you give this film?
5: I think it's seven it up, but I don't think, like, a two-year-old might get a little scared, but when I was there, I sat next to... A three-year-old and, like, a four-year-old, I think, or five. Mm-hmm. And they were final, but they didn't look scared. What parts were you scared about? I think it was, like, how the bad team looked. They looked crazy. <laughs> it's like
3: scary monsters.
5: <laughs> like, what was really weird and funny was it was, like, a skeleton of a rat i think and they had really weird birds (laughs) yeah that was really weird
3: well adam thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about epic you're welcome anytime (laughs) epic arrives in theaters on may 24th so please go check that out let's take a break i'm your co-host brianna and i'm your co-host raven devanny from kids first coming attractions and you are listening to voice america kids We don't care how you got
6: here.
0: We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
1: Remember my name. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week?
0: You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring.
1: You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up.
2: Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney.
3: And I'm your co-host, Brianna beaton.
2: And you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now we are going to discuss the newest Fast and Furious, and we have with us today the lovely Brianna. So how are you, Brianna?
3: I'm doing very well, the lovely Raven. How are you? I am doing very
2: well <laughs> as well. <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about the Fast and the Furious?
3: Well, I would love to. This film is the next chapter in the Fast and Furious series. So if you've seen one through five, then this is the next one. Um, Luke Hobbs, played by Dwayne Johnson, who is known as The Rock to most of you, gets the help of Dominic Toretto, played by Vin Diesel. And his team is like kind of criminal. Like they have a criminal background. So that's what makes them so good at what they do because they're trying to catch criminals because they are criminals. So it's really like a twist. Yeah. And so... They try to take down an ex-special ops soldier who is Owen Shaw, played by Luke Evans, who is basically the leader of a unit kind of specializing in vehicular combat, and they result in the only way to stop the criminal activity going on between Owen Shaw and Dominic Toretto is to beat them on the streets, like racing and stuff, so. Mm
7: -hmm.
3: And what did you think of this movie? I (laughs) I can't even get started this film oh, <laughs> was is absolutely amazing like I was just like maybe all the rest of them are like amazing so but I don't know so when I watched this I watched it with my mom and my dad because my dad was like I have to see this and my mom was like well I have to take her so we all went um and I thought it was really good I thought I, I thought I thought Luke Hobbs, I mean, yeah, Luke Hobbs, played by Dwayne Johnson, did a great job. He was in Five, I think. So I think he did a great job because I know him as The Rock, as in, like, fairy tale. Like, not fairy tale, but he was in other movies that were kind of, like, for kids and stuff. So I thought he did a really good job with acting, like... He's this cop, so I thought that was cool. And it was very not very funny, but it had some humor to break the tension whenever breaking the tension was needed, so I thought that was cool.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, I'm actually, I mean, I haven't seen the movie, but I've seen some of the previous Fast and Furious, so I I mean, I guess I'll have to see this movie because personally I haven't been the biggest fan of the previous ones, but if you think this is good, then, you know... I'm just going to roll with we, have it. The same
3: brain. we have the same brains. You have to see mm-hmm. this.
2: Yeah. Um, so do you think you have a favorite character in this film?
3: My favorite character is Luke Hobbs, of course. <laughs> uh, I like him because he's very built. Like, I watched this movie and I was like, oh my gosh. And he, like, couldn't put his arms down because i so, um, <laughs> oh see, I'm gosh. still baffled because it's so, it's, he was so strong. That's and, insane. Yeah, I, I also like him because he, in this movie, he's kind of like, you do it my way or you get beat up. And <laughs> so in the beginning of this movie, he's like, the other, I mean, one of the guys was like, I, I got you five minutes with the person. And so he's like, I only need two. And he beat him up. And oh, one of the guys God. was like, is that illegal? And the girl was like, yeah, but are you going to go on him and tell him that? And he was like, nope. And I'm just yeah. like, you didn't think nope. so. so.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, do you think you have a favorite scene?
3: Yes. Um, it also includes Luke Hobbs. I don't know what is with him. But he is very serious, but in a good way it's very weird so this guy on the team with Dominic Toretto played by Vin Diesel he's on that team and he's like does anyone have a quarter does anyone have a dollar because he's trying to get stuff out of the vending machine because he's always the one that wants money and he wants food because he's just that way and he likes eating a lot So Dwayne Johnson shoots the vending machine and he's like, it's on the house and it's it's all blown up and he gets all the food and he's like, wow. And then he like starts picking it up like very guiltily. It's so funny.
2: Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about the special effects and the CGI, um, because I know there's lots of cars and there's lots of, I mean, cars. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about that.
3: Uh. Um, there is a lot of cars. Yeah, there is. Um, I, it's, the cinematography and the special effects and the CGI in this film is very, like since there is a lot of racing and there is a lot of cars, you have to keep up with it because some of, these, some of these things were like, I mean, some of the cars were going, I guess, 200 miles an hour. Like that's what it seemed like because it was so fast. Yeah. And so they had to keep up with that every time. And then the stunts were amazing because at, like, at the credits, there was so many people that did stunts. It was unbelievable. So I'm just like, well, at least no one got hurt, I think. So I think that was good. I also mm-hmm. like how... I mean, the cinematography was amazing, of course, because this film, you could just tell that this was a good film, like this was going to be a great film. And I thought that it was very clear. It was, you could tell what things were. And it was, just, it was just that amazing.
2: Yeah. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host,
3: Raven Devaney. And I'm your co-host, Brianna Hopiton.
2: And today we have been talking with Grayson Russell from the new film Space Warriors. Plus, we have been talking about the new film Star Trek, Fast and Furious, and Epic. So right now we are talking about the film Fast and Furious with Brianna. And she was just telling me all about, you know, the best parts and whatnot of this fantastic (laughs) movie, which I still have to see. I'll give it a chance. But, I mean, I'm not so sure. But we'll see. Um, So tell me a little bit about... A character that you could see yourself as?
3: I could see myself as maybe. I don't know. I really haven't thought about this because all of these people are like extremely good at what they do. Like, I'm good at some things, but like, they're good at catching criminals and they're good at arresting them and they're good at beating people up (laughs) and they're good at driving fast. And it's like. I'm not good at any of that whatsoever. I couldn't do it to save my life. But I think I can relate to some characters. Like, I can't relate to one character, but I can pick things from different characters, and I can combine them, and that would be me. Like, with, I think, one one dude was, like, he did something. And I would just like, I would totally do that. Like he freaked out. And I'd be like, I would totally freak out. So some of the things that they did were just me.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, Tell me a little bit about the music. Because whenever I watched the commercials um, for Fast and Furious movies, and in previous Fast and Furious movies, I noticed there's a lot of like explosions and sound effects, but I never really noticed the music that much. So tell me a bit about that.
3: Yeah, my the first song in this film, I don't know why, but I really, really like it. <laughs> it's like, it's not a, yeah, it's a rap. I'm, I'm not even gonna sugarcoat it. It's a rap, and I'm not really into rap, but I thought it was really, really good. And the sound, not the sound effects, the background music throughout this film, I think was, I mean, it wasn't overshadowing the film, and it wasn't like you couldn't hear it at all. It was very strong and powerful the way they played through all of the, all of the scenes because if it was a serious scene. I mean, you would think it would be a serious piece of music, but it was a serious piece of music, but it had like a, a twist because, I mean, you could still relate the music to the scene, but it was just, it wouldn't go hand in hand most of the time. So I thought that was really cool with the whole music.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, do you think this film puts out a message to audiences or is it just like cars and explosions and <laughs> girls and more cars and more explosions?
3: <laughs> Uh, you doubt, my friend, you doubt. <laughs> uh, uh, I think one message here is that... I mean, it says this in this film, don't turn your back on family even if they do. Because this film, like, it surrounds them. They're trying to get someone back. Like, the bad guys, I should say, would take the, the people that they're trying to avoid family members. So they took, they took her... And so it's basically trying to get her back. And I think she lost her memory. And so they're teaching her how to be evil and whatnot. And so she can't remember the people who are trying to save her from the one thing that's helping her type thing. Mm -hmm. So she shoots the dude that... She shoots the man that she has loved for her whole life. But she doesn't know that. So, and... And... Uh, what's his name Dwayne Johnson is like just let her go we'll just get shot and then we'll just leave and he's like never turn your back on family even if they do and so I think that kind of just rides out the whole film that message
2: absolutely well I mean I, I guess I'm a little bit convinced Brianna I'll have to see it yeah. I may have to see this. (laughs) No, guys, definitely be sure to check out The Fast and Furious. Um, It sounds like an awesome movie, and I will go see it, Brianna. Don't you worry. Thank you. Um, So thank you, Brianna, for telling us all about this film, guys. Be sure to go check it out. Um, Brianna, quickly, will you tell us what age rating you would recommend this film for?
3: I recommend this film for, it's a PG-13 movie, so I think that is very, that, sums it up it's for 13 years and older very I mean very little sexual content but there is language and yeah. yes
2: absolutely well let's take a break I'm your co-host Raven Devaney
3: and I'm your co-host Brianna Hopiton
2: and you're listening to kids first coming attractions on the Voice America Kids Network
1: Kids safe, mother
0: approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
6: Do you think that you can't change the political system in our country? Well, one host is doing that and started at age 13. Join Connor Brantley for Hello, the Future is Calling. Our show takes an inside look at what's going on in national, state, and local government from a new and very unique perspective. Connor holds our elected officials accountable and will bring you an unbiased look at what's really going on. Listen for Hello, the Future is Calling every Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Kids. Help make a difference. Remember, have you heard your
1: 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week?
0: You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring.
1: You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, welcome to Kids First Coming
3: Attractions. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hope-Biton.
2: And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney.
3: And you're listening to Voice America Kids. And today we are interviewing Grayson Russell with Space Warriors and reviewing the films Star Trek, Fast and Furious, and Epic. So right now we are speaking with Jerry about Star Trek. Thank you for joining
7: us today. So how are you, Jerry? (laughs) I'm very excited to um, review such a great film. Okay. (laughs) What is the plot in this film? Basically, it continues from the last Star Trek movie where... my god, Sorry. (laughs) We're messing up a lot. Just keep going. Where Captain Park, it Captain Park is still not following the rules, and he when he was supposed to explore a planet, he saw that the species is about to get destroyed from a volcano, so he saves them and breaks the rules again. He gets in big trouble, and he basically gets kicked off the ship and the de- and kicked off. And now he's not the captain, but later he becomes the captain again because the old captain died oh. he has to fight more villains and his fr- and his friend spark who is very who is from a very smart species that look everything from the mathematical side realizes that he has to let go of his emotions sometimes
3: oh this i mean i love star trek i've never seen any of the films but and i'm not calling myself like a fanatic but I love Star Trek. <laughs> I've never, I've never had the energy to watch them, but I like Spock. So, um, so what is your favorite scene in this film?
7: Um, I would have to say my favorite scene is towards the end. Spark is basically beating up the a supervillain. It's the first time when he really lets go of his emotions because the supervillain caused his friend, Captain Park who almost die, and mm. Spark gets extremely upset and extremely mad, and he just beats him up. Sally the supervillain Khan, he is a human, but genetically altered, which gives him about superhuman strength.
3: Oh, so, basically, it's where the villain, well, not the villain, but the man, I guess you could say, lets out his true emotions because of a friend's almost death.
7: Yep. It's basically brains versus muscle. Yep.
3: That totally, totally signifies that. So, how does this compare with the other Star Star Trek films? I believe you've seen some of them.
7: I've seen... There's only two new ones that they have made. The old ones, I've heard, were also pretty good. This really does continue from the first one. There's really nothing that changed, which I like about movies. I like how that from like sequels that they really don't change anything it's like a day later
3: oh so it's kind of just a long continuous movie yep how
7: do you think the, how do you think the directing is with jj J. adams i thought he did a fantastic job on this sci-fi movie i before i saw this i was a big fan of star wars when i saw this i wasn't so sure anymore this movie is just so fantastic. JJ Adams did a great job. It really captured everybody's emotions, especially Spock. What is also cool, JJ Adams used Spock, the real um, actor Sp- Spock, in the show in the movie as well. Oh, Spock's my dude.
3: He's Not my dude. Not playing
7: Spock, but um. Well, yeah, I know. But, you know,
3: he's he's still my awesome man. <laughs> What genre is this film?
7: This is sci-fi. This is action. This is definitely humor. And this is actually also a bit of romance.
3: Do you think those different genres work out together in this film?
7: Definitely. Those usually don't go together. Romance and sci-fi and action. But in this movie, they break all rules of physics, basically. This (laughs) is so fantastic. Because you said you have no energy. After it, you'll have too much energy.
3: (laughs) It's like, I'm not going to listen to the rules. We're just going to do this movie our own way. So how do you think the costumes in this film was? Because since it's sci-fi, I would think it would have, like, all these futuristic-y type things. What about, what did you think about it?
7: They really didn't have any futuristic clothes. Honestly, they didn't. They really, they had clothes for, like, somebody on a spaceship, like the Captain mm-hmm. and the uh, and the men were wearing, but I can tell you though those jumpsuits those look pretty well present right now. I don't think I think they try and make it look like the clothes have been altered very little, and um it's more the technology that got more advanced than the clothes
3: oh so it's it's a weird thing. see there they go again with not listening. Yep. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your co-host, Brianna Hobie-Tom. And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney. And you're listening to the Voice America Kids. And today we are interviewing Grayson Russell for Space Warriors and reviewing the film Star Trek, Fast and Furious, and Epic. So right now let's continue speaking with Jerry about Star Trek. And we were just talking about wardrobe and how the people in this film are just going, just going with their own rules but in a very, very good way. So... Are you a Trekkie? I have to ask that.
7: You know, it's hard to say, because I've (laughs) seen two great sci-fi series, Star Trek and Star Wars. I can't really compare between both of them. They're both fantastic, and they both break all the rules. They both have fantastic costumes, but I would have to say Star Trek. See?
3: Yes. Yes. (laughs) See, I don't know anything about Star Wars, so don't blame me. What did you
7: think about the special effects in the cinematography? Fantastic. I've never seen anything like it. It had a volcano exploding, it had a ship crashing, it had a ship blowing up, it had everything you can ever want in a sci fi movie. Everything you can everything you can imagine. It had some fantastic stuff that looked like it was from thousands and thousands of years ago or years to come.
3: Wow. So, do you think there was too much of the blowing up and and of the violence in this film?
7: You know, there actually wasn't. Because this movie, it's an action movie. Usually sci-fi movies are. Yeah. But it had a perfect amount because they're in war. Usually when you're in war, there's action. But there were those good parts where they're just chatting and they're arguing and all those pleasant things.
3: Yeah, because sometimes they overdo it with that. Not the action so much, but with the blowing up and the cars blowing up and the buildings blowing up and that and then when it gets to that point it's just unenjoyable. so how many stars do you give this film?
7: Five out uh, of five stars JJ J. Adams <laughs> and J.J. J. Adams, and the entire cast did a fantastic job. There's nothing done wrong on this. The set was beautiful, everything was fantastic. It was even a bit sad and emotional sometimes.
3: Well, speaking about emotion, how's the acting in
7: this film? Fantastic, 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 fantastic. Because at the beginning, it showed a feeling that was very sad because their daughter had something bad going on with them, and it was just amazing. Really, it was amazing. There, it showed people scared, showed people happy, it showed people surprised. It had everything.
3: Wow, it sounds like you really like this film.
7: I do. <laughs> what age range do you give this film? It's a fantastic film, no doubt about it, but I would have to give it about eleven and older because there is some adult content hmm
3: so that's there, the m- main range main range <laughs> yeah
7: there is um there is harsh language and um there it's a bit scary sometimes a bit too intense for younger for uh, younger ages and there's a few things also that younger children should not be seeing. I get that
3: cuz sometimes people don't know that films have that thing have those things in them and they take their kids to see them and then their kids feel awkward. It's like what is this? And then they get exposed to it the wrong way. So I yeah. totally get what you're saying. I think by you telling me there are a lot of interesting characters in this film, if yes. you could portray at least tw- at least one character, what would it be?
7: You know I would actually have to say Parker, because he breaks the rules a lot. I like to do that. He doesn't really follow to instructions exactly. He follows more of his trusted people instead of a high ruler that um, tells him what to do, which I personally think that's something I would do. I follow my friend's advice instead of some guy in a big chair saying, do this and do that with yeah. a big fancy black ship.
3: You follow your friends and you break the rules
7: Yep, sounds good (laughs) to me Well, that's all the time
3: we have for today Jerry, thank you so much for talking with us today And telling us all about
7: Star Trek And I definitely want to see this film Thank you so much for having me on Star Trek Into the Darkness was a fantastic film Well,
3: I'm glad it was Star Trek is in theaters now So please go check that out Thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our video reviews of the latest film and DVD releases, and to learn how you can become a Kids First film critic, go to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm your co-host, Brianna Beaton
2: And I'm your co-host, Raven Devaney.
3: You are, and you
1: are listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week. Bon appetit! We
7: don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids.